Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Number four, arm bar. I am Sir Michael Cole. What? Thing to do, isn't it, Bradley? Yeah, probably, mate. It's the best <laughs> round. Oh, no, 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 keep me down. Anyway, welcome to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, Taryn, alongside, as always, every week, it's Dan, Joe, Jamie, and Bradley. How are we doing this week, guys? What's up, Oops? Indeed, indeed, indeed. One day I'll respond to that in the proper manner, but I'm not a big fan of the Usos. What's happening, everyone? Yeah, um, you know, same crap. Absolutely loving life as always. Oh, good. Well, before we were on the podcast, we were just having a chat about house shows in general. Can anyone remember the first event that they ever went to? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Go on, go on Dan. Um, well, Joe and I, um, as being brothers, we went to the same event. Believe it or not, it was a house show in Wembley. Um, so we got to see, I think it was when Evolution just reformed and they were facing. Um, I think Shawn Michaels was one of them. I can't remember who the other two were. It was really good. We had um, seats right by the rampway, so we were all like stretching our arms out, high-fiving, you know, Candice Michelle and all of them. You could see the bags under their eyes, how tired they were. But yeah, Wembley, uh, we went up there and stayed at least before, you know, they were doing the um, roars and the smackdowns over here. It was brilliant. I think I went to the first house show I ever went to was back in 2004, so I would have been 13 or 14 at the time. It was called the Tour of Defiance, and it was raw from what I remember. It was at the AMN Arena, as it was then in Manchester. And um, there were some crazy matches. I've actually got, <laughs> I've actually got the card here. So we had Howard Finkel was there. Don't remember that. Um, Matt Hardy defeated Batista via reversed decision. Don't remember that. Hurricane and Rosie, the shit, defeated Laura's Estance. <laughs> Garrison Cade, God, there's no, no, a... Just go back and see if Bradley understood that, the shit. Yeah. That's a very good point. No, that, that, that's, that, that, that's the thing. No. That, that's what he was called. He was the shit. I no, just joke, think it was, his but... name was the shit. Superhero in training. There's a blast from the past. Garrison Cade defeated Rhino. I'd like to say I was 13 at the time. I can't remember any of this. He defeated Rhino. Then Randy Orton defeated Shelton Benjamin to retain the Intercontinental Championship. Of course he did. It was a house show. Of course he retained. <laughs> Stacey Keebler then came to the ring and fired Where the Man United top, probably. With, with Eric that Back in the day, it was like it was always in Manchester. They're good, that the face would wear a Manchester top and then they would wear a Liverpool top. <laughs> or a Man City top. <laughs> So you in, in 2004, so it was in, in Wales, we'd have the opposite because we don't have any good teams down in Cardiff or anywhere like that. So when you'd have John Cena, he'd usually come out to face JBL and he'd just have a massive Welsh flag. And be like, you guys are so patriotic, man. He'd just be waving his flag at everybody. It's awful when they force it on, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> it's like you must have all seen the Shawn Michaels... Uh, interview on Sky Sports back in the 90s when he's, <laughs> <laughs> when he's at Ewood Park. <laughs> what are you here today? I'm here to support the Blackburn Black Rovers. Rovers. <laughs> he hasn't got a fucking clue who Blackburn Rovers are. 
<laughs> the Blackburn Rovers. I can watch that over and over again. That's brilliant. Uh, speaking of Shawn Michaels, apparently Shawn Michaels defeated Triple H that night. I don't remember that, but uh, I effectively got to see a Shawn Michaels versus Triple H match. Um, Chris Jericho defeated Tyson Tom. He definitely didn't go to the right. show. I don't remember anything from it. <laughs> Ric Flair defeated Edge. Victoria defeated Lita and Molly Holly. Chris Benoit, we don't mention his name. Chris Benoit that... defeated. I do remember Are that. Are you saying you saw Chris Benoit live and you're Chris still Benoit... alive to tell the tale? <laughs> still alive. And he defeated Kane to retain the World Everweight title. And I remember that because I took a sign. This shows how old I was. I thought I was great having a sign that I held up that said, Kane will beat Benoit at Bad Blood. It never happened, obviously. <laughs> But the best thing is that the earliest one I remember, I'm pretty sure I went to early, but one of my earliest memories is going with you. We went to go see SmackDown. Is that was me, that... you, and I think Keith and your mum, I think it was. It was def- I don't think mum was there. I think my uncle was definitely there. Was it yeah. a house show or was it TV? I'm not 100% sure, but obviously I, went... I had the greatest sign ever that night. I had on <laughs> one side saying, I'm a misfit, because, you know, I love fucking Miz. <laughs> and on the other side, what was it, Taryn? Was it... In reference to the seven foot five giant, the great Carly says, and it was just a picture of him going. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I can't remember. I I bought a Seamus top, I think. No, you bought a Finley top. I remember something. Yes, I'm sure I did buy a Finley top. So that must have been what 2006, 2007. Yeah, yeah, it would have been around that time. Again, I can't remember any matches. My first house show wasn't actually WWE. Um, I went and saw TNA. 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 Oh, Bradley, come on now. I know. Um, was that the one with that Welsh guy won the Global Championship? It was. Yes, it was. It was Rob that? Terry. Or Rob Terry. Next. Rob God. Terry. Juiced um, out to the max. Best thing about that entire night, though, those two parts. First of all, we got there and they went, we're so sorry. Um, we haven't put your seats up. <laughs> what? <laughs> that just got TNA written all over it. Oh, sorry, we didn't bring you enough seats. <laughs> so um, we went. Oh well, what are we gonna do? Well, they went. Oh, don't worry, we put you ringside. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. And then uh, watched AJ Styles while he was there. Um, defeat whoever he defeated. I can't remember who he defeated. He was. Um, um, I was there as well. He um, it was in with Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe in a triple threat. There we go. I uh, beat him. I uh, beat them. And after the match, I had a. AJ Styles cardboard mask on. Uh, he comes up to me, grabs it, takes it off, takes my sign, puts the mask on her, uh, and then celebrates with myself and uh, everyone else around him. So it was a pretty cool memory when you're seven years old. Good old Alan Jones. I went to an FWA show once from oh, Wrestling. Oh, oh, Alex Shane. Alex Shane. He wrestled. In the main event, he wrestled the Pigman Andy Hogg. This was in Blackpool, this was. That was a, yeah, that was an experience, enough said. But one of the tag teams was the Manchester Massive, and I had a sign that said, Chavs come, and they came over, and they tore that right up in front of me. So that was a delight to watch. <laughs> they were great characters, they were. I, I, I do remember I went to the first ever, I, when they originally announced it, I want to say it was back in about 2005, 2006, they announced the first ever TV tapings for Raw and SmackDown in the UK, and they were in Manchester. So I was lucky enough to go to SmackDown, or the first ever UK TV taping of SmackDown. And there was a battle royal to determine the number one contender for the US title that Rey Mysterio won. And then he faced, I'm sure, 
I'm sure it was Carlito because the week before was the major storyline where John Cena got stabbed <laughs> and it was supposed to be Carlito because he beat him for the US title. Um, so that was that was pretty cool seeing that, to be fair, and then being able to watch it back on TV. And then I remember for years wanting to see it and being like, I saw the odd clip on YouTube, but of course now it's all on the network, so I can go back and watch it any time. I remember Did, um, the most any of you. Go oh, sorry, go on, Jay. As I say, my most memorable one was when I went to go see Raw, and it was when Santino was with, was it Kozlov? Vladimir Kozlov. Yeah. That's name. Oh, the tea yeah. party. The tea party with Shane. <laughs> what is that? It was just awful. That that's my most memorable one that I remember. How do you want your thing. tea? Milky or uh, not? Not not <laughs> so milky. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as I say, anyone who went to the um, Cardiff ones, do you remember there was a guy that was always there dressed up as The Undertaker? Like, yes. <laughs> it's still there. That was, that was your mum to... that was, Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> I just but... remember, though, the one thing that always stands out to me was um, it was a WWE house show. Um, he, they brought him into the ring for some reason. He started doing a spin rooney in the middle of the ring. <laughs> um, and then the main event was like a six-man tag match where it was Edge, uh, I think it was Dolph Ziggler and... Um, Who's the other guy? CM Punk were all on the same team. Um, Edge comes out in, in his heel fashion and goes, the only thing this country has produced is a Spinneroni and Undertaker. And um, then, was it CM Punk? Everyone's like buzzing because he's here. Just gets on the mic and goes, this place sucks. And then just drop the mic in the middle of the ring. That was one of my most memorable <laughs> bits as well. Welcome to Cardiff. But yeah, that Undertaker guy, like, you know, I used to go to Preston City Wrestling. There's always a guy dressed up as the Undertaker every week. Like every time you went, he's just there walking around in his little black trench coat and black long hair. <laughs> it's just he must like literally just go to everything. Fantastic. Oh, we, we saw um sorry, go on, Neil. You remember John Cena guy used to go around with like um the music like da, 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 and, like oh, Comic Con. John Cena. Yeah. Yeah. Every single Showmasters Comic Con, there'd be that guy going around in his uh, scooter and you just have John Cena's theme going on in loop and he'd just be walking past everyone, just bobbing his head for about eight hours a day. Do you think the superstars look at these people when they turn up like everybody week or every month? Do you think they think, oh, wow, dedication, brilliant to see us? And they think, Christ almighty. Here he is again. You've got (laughs) Sign Guy. I mean, I've not seen him at an event for years. I don't know if he still goes, but he was the one who was always wearing like the red bandana or red cap backwards and like the the blue open shirt. And then you've got the, I think he's called the Brock Lesnar guy, isn't he? Who, when yeah. Brock Lesnar returned, did the bloody the move and he always wears that same T-shirt. And then you've always got that guy who sat in the front row with his bloody with his, mum. With his mum, the, the guy <laughs> always wore white with long black hair and his mum's just always he's sat next to him. He's got his mum next to him. Again, I think, I think that was about two years, but every single show, like, I think it was about two years ago, but every single show, he was just there, I was like, try and find the guy and he's just there, sat there, long black hair and his mum. And he's just like... <laughs> I mean, more power too. If they want what about um? What about the guy on the, in America that's always saying the green T-shirt with a smiley face on it? Oh, yes. Always yeah. front row. Yes. They've got, they've got and the he's always in the same. Well. They got that guy near him as well, the Everton shirt, and you're like, I bet you don't even know who Everton are, and he's there every single time with his glasses on, big Everton <laughs> shirt. He's there every week at NXT. I'd love to be the actual like how they actually afford to go from place to place every week or is it like something that WWE pays for them how how would it feel just to be that guy I'm just going to be the guy who's going to wear an Austin 316 top on the front and I'm always with a bold cap just going (laughs) 
that same guy. That's that one that same guy on uh, the American version of Deal or No Deal, and he had John yeah. Cena as his like John celebrity Cena partner in the box. Yeah, yeah. there was two said, or oh, three of them. Yeah, I'm just going to go to all the events now. I've just won a hundred thousand. Every single one, I'm going to be front row, and they're all high five. And even when John Cena lost to the Nexus, he went and hugged him and all sorts. Bromance, bromance. It's still real to him. It's still real to me. Damn it. <laughs> Did anybody watch the Yokozuna and APA documentary this week, guys? Yeah. What do we think? Um, I thought the Yokozuna one was really interesting. It was um, quite an old documentary. It was like an hour and a bit. Um, they basically talked about how um, that he's from the Samoa dynasty and he's related to like uh, the Rock and Roman Reigns and stuff. And he was trained by his uncles, Afro and Seek of the Wild Samoans. So it's really interesting. I, I, I really thought it was good. I still need to watch it. I did watch the APA documentary. I think that, that was only on about half an hour or so. And it was all right. I mean, I think the irony of it, the fact it was called WWE Untold, yet there was nothing new that I learned there. I, bet I knew because it was only half an hour, everything that they spoke about, I already knew. But it was just good to see the relationship between um, Ron Simmons and John Layfield. Um, just how well they get on in real life anyway um that that was uh that was really nice to see and you forget about ron simmons being the first ever african-american world champion i mean you know i'm sure it was massive back then but you know today especially that that would be massive if that was the first thing that happened and in a way i kind of feel a bit sad for him that he didn't ride that wave that high wave that he was on longer and when he came over into the WWE carried on with that he was thrown into the bloody Farouk gimmick to start with which was awful to start with obviously naturally progressed into the nation of domination and the acolytes and the APA so as far as a tag team unit it worked out really well it'll, you know, it'll always be known as a brilliant tag team but god he could have uh, he could have gone even further if he'd have been treated right from the beginning I think the, the good thing about it was though he basically mentored the rock to become who he was though, didn't he? So as far as I'm aware, yeah. Like so, yeah. Yeah. the rock joined the nation, he kind of mentored him and the rock blew up. So I mean, still a good legacy to have, given probably the arguably the biggest wrestling star outside of wrestling for sure. Mm. Did you see the um, the Easter egg as well um, when they announced them as the Acolytes and you had the Jackal come out, who's uh, now known as uh, Don Callis. And yes. they, me and Joe just both part, we, we forgot, we, we obviously knew from back then, but we're watching the documentary and like, hang on a minute, that's Don Callis and he's got long black <laughs> hair. You don't, sometimes you have to do a double take, don't you, on these things. Um, mm. But I did, I did like the reference where they said that they make the um, different pictures and logos on the chest. And he said he drew a Teletubby on it. Once, or a very similar Teletubby design because he had no idea what it was. Um, it's just for some sort of symbol. But yeah, I mean, if, if, any of the guy, if any of you guys or anyone listening hasn't seen any of them documentaries, like I say, I've, I've still got the Yokozuna one to watch. You know, I, I would recommend or certainly the APA one, but I am looking forward to watching the Yokozuna one. Problem is, there's just too much. There's just too much wrestling. And it's, um... You've only got three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, one hour of NXT and one hour of NXT <laughs> UK, as well as two hours of AEW, one hour of AEW dot, two hours of Impact, and about an hour of Ring of Honor. It's not that much. <laughs> Do you ever want um, to think you need to reevaluate your life? I don't watch all of when, them. But, you 
there's one bit um, in the um, Yoko Azuna documentary that I want you guys to watch out for if you're going to watch it. Near the end, um, when he goes on a tour of London, um, he goes on the. Do you guys remember the big bre- Brad won't, the big breakfast? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Channel Four. Because they, they showed show. um, Yoko Azuna. It's coming Azuna's... back. It's coming back. Apparently, oh, I know. I it's coming back wait. with Romash Ranganathan. I mean, uh, yes, the lad. <laughs> oh, wasn't he the blob? <laughs> The blog. Is it? No. <laughs> no. They had Yoko Zuna on there um, as part of his tour, but um, he was basically sat on this massive sofa. He's about seven hundred pounds, but for some reason he had Denise Van Outen laying next to him, and then he was trying to cut a promo. He's waving his hands, expressing himself, and watch out for it because all you see is Denise Van Outen like swatting his hand away, like he's a fly. Let's get away. It's, it, watch out for it because if you know who Denise Van Outen is in the Big Breakfast, you're like, hang on a minute, why is she swatting that legend away? What's she doing? I think it's quite a hard video to watch because I know the video that you mean. If you go back and watch it now with the knowledge, I don't know if you knew this, but he like died less than a week later. Yeah, it says that, it right at the end. Oh, yeah. does it? Oh, fair enough. So, I mean, that was like one of, if not his last interviews. Or so. Well, it certainly was his last on British TV. I don't know if it was his last overall. But to know that less than a week later he was dead, it's a bit of a difficult watch to watch it back. But um, yeah, highly recommend both of them. And uh, I am looking forward to watching the uh, Yoko documentary. Right, we do have some news, guys. Um, you know, in the world of wrestling, these things do happen. The news never news. stops. The news never stops. Um, we had the news tail end of last week since we recorded the podcast. Um, maybe Dan and Joe, you might be able to shed a bit more light on this through your uh, knowledge of NXT. Uh, Steve Cutler was released. Yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. I mean, you don't know how much to believe the dirt sheets. Um, Cutler was actually, you know, that big man class that was rumoured a few months ago that they were sending Otis back to and Keith Lee and Teabag and Nutmeg and all of them. (laughs) Sorry, Mace. Um, You know, he was basically the fall guy. He was taking all the bumps for these big guys. Um, So he was working in NXT. But what they're saying was the reason for his release is um, that he did catch the COVID. Um, But the the reason he got that is apparently... um, there was a big house party or a big New Year's party uh, that him and um, Diana Perazzo threw. Um, and they're, they're saying that's the reason why there's quite a lot of people getting ill and why he was ill. And it, it basically spoiled a lot of plans that they were building with, um, you know, the Mysterios and uh, Corbin and stuff. They were really building big storylines. Um, but because of that, they had to basically rewrite TV and get things all moved around. So I think, you know, it's, it's not often things like that happen and only one guy gets released. But I think there was a, a string of different things that happened from what I've, I've read uh, that's really just, caused him to go. Now he's just forgotten. Yeah, they forgot him. He doesn't strike me as the type of person, unfortunately for him either, that will necessarily go out and, you know, no pun intended here, make an impact. I just, I mean, <laughs> if he is going to end up somewhere, it probably will be impact wrestling. But other than that, I just don't, and nothing against the guy. To me, there was nothing stand out about him that makes me think, you know, if he suddenly popped up on Dynamite or Impact and I was watching it, I would go, oh my God, look at Steve Cutler. To be quite honest, I would probably have to wait for the commentary team to go, it's the artist formerly known as Steve Cutler or whatever, because I probably won't even recognise it was him. It would make sense for him to go to Impact, because um, he goes out with Diana Perazzo at the moment, who's the Impact Women's Champion. So mm-hmm. logic says if he's going anywhere, that's where I'd expect him to go. Um, but, I mean, Sky's limit, he's got the 90-day no-compete. After that, you know, we could expect to see him anyway. He might go to Japan for all we know. Well, speaking of Japan, New Japan Pro Wrestling, we have the news over here in the UK that they are finally going to start showing it over here. Um, for any international listeners, we don't get New Japan Pro Wrestling over here. Um, 
so this is quite big news for us. I mean, slightly different as far as it being on a linear TV channel that we can just turn on. It's going to be shown on the Roku channel, which is effectively an app that you either need a Roku stick for or you can stream it through um, SkyQ over here, um, which is like TiVo, um, <laughs> our version of TiVo. Um, so it's a bit of a backwards way as far as being able to view it. It's really going to be only one of those things where if you've read the news to know that it's going to be available to watch, you're only going to know about it through there. You're not just going to come across it, unfortunately. But I think it is something that I'm going to check out. Um, you know, admittedly, I'm not a massive watcher of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and it's really just because of its availability over here. But, you know, I'll have to find a time amongst all other bloody things. But it is going to be something to watch. Aaron, did you see um, as well, um, talking about New Japan, that Kenta turned up in AEW? I did, I did. And that, you know, that could very well bring over yet another crossover because, of course, we've got the Impact crossover with AEW. We're now going to have this relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. And, you know, we, we might need to wait for this COVID business to be over um, or not since Ken, Kenta is on um, Dynamite. But, you know, if we're because we get AEW over here on what's you know what I would call terrestrial TV, free TV, ITV4, um, we're now going to get New Japan as well. We could see AEW stars end up in New Japan as well. And we're getting to see the best of both worlds on that as well. Um, I don't I, know about you, uh, you, Jamie, or you, Brad, as far as whether you'll be tuning in. I, I don't have access to that channel, so uh, yeah. You got Sky, haven't you? No, I got Virgin. Oh, for Christ's well, sake! He has. We asked what TV bloody program you had, not your marital status. Wee. Bloody hell! <laughs> Sniff her hair. Um, I've always liked the idea of Wrestle Kingdom, and I know they have like the all these tournaments, not like the triple tag tournament and stuff like that, which is always great ideas. But I've never actually sat down and watched proper New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, the only bits I've properly watched is Maria's ass. Uh, because Japan <laughs> obsessed with it. Um, because anytime the kingdom back in the day when they were on there, there's literally a match going on in the ring and the camera's just there on Maria on the side. I'm just around, just like zooming in on it. And it's like there's a match going on in the ring, but they don't care. I mean, I'm not I'm not a Claire. I mean, she's a beautiful woman who I've met. She comes again like good medicine. And I've met her <laughs> and it was the best day of my life. Forget was that a comic day? Forget my divorce day. Forget about Georgie being born. <laughs> the breast day was meeting Maria. <laughs> it's just the greatest, greatest love I've ever known. I'm burning up in <laughs> When are they going to end up in AEW? Uh, she's in pregnant, isn't she? Is she having yeah, a baby? Um, she? Again? He- is he in NWA or Ring of Honor? He's in one of the two, and he uh, might Canalis. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Very possibly. I think he might have turned up in one of them, like you say, um, and then obviously COVID hit. He might have been Ring of Honor. We've probably got that completely wrong, and somebody will correct us, so apologies. For <laughs> but um, I want to say it's one of those where obviously COVID hit, and then they've had to shut down, and we've just unfortunately not really seen much of him. But again, another slight bit of a, you know, talent wasted potentially. Um, I mean, look, looking for a segue, I was going to go another slight bit of talent <laughs> um, that was wasted. <laughs> we spoke about Lars Sullivan last week. Has anybody seen what he tweeted this yes. week? As far as his <laughs> yes. gimmick oh, being yes. revealed? He, he's, um, have you seen the pictures? 
I have. The guy yeah. with the, uh, the magnifying He's got, gun. like, the bloody monocle, top That's hat, it. braces, jacket. I mean, it looks like a cross between the Monopoly man and Walter <laughs> from NXT UK. And he was going to be known as the brilliant behemoth. That's it. Lars Sullivan. I mean, Lawrence, Christ. Lawrence, Lawrence Sullivan. <laughs> Lawrence Sullivan. I mean, if they couldn't get his gimmick to work just as a bloody giant, if he's not having his bloody anxiety attacks, then Christ, he wasn't going to pull off the brilliant behemoth, was he? Oh, my geez. You have to get, get that some likes on Instagram for sure. His brain is as big as his hands. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, at least it would have stopped Michael Cole going, the freak, every 10 to 12 seconds that he was it's on screen. The big dog! D- different wrestler. I just, again... Storyline-wise, how could you incorporate that storyline with other talents and stuff? He's coming to the ring with his molecule trying to drink tea. There's been a murder, dude. What's he going to do? Who stabbed John Cena? <laughs> that guy, do you know what that? What a gimmick! I've just come up with a great gimmick now. Thanks for that, Brad. There needs to be a gimmick. This would fit somebody like our truth, where the gimmick is they investigate the outcomes of past storylines, even though they've happened and we know what's happened. They investigate them <laughs> like KV's not real anymore, guys. They investigate them like they don't know what the outcome of them was. I mean, that would be our truth all over. There's a new gimmick for him, right? There. Who, who threw the cream pie at uh, Owens? <laughs> who was the SmackDown hacker? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we need to know. Well, did Mustafarelli ever own up to that? He did, yes. yeah. Yeah, What an absolute. Who was point. the real son of Vince McMahon? It was um, Ken Kennedy, wasn't it? Are looking up, Mr. McMahon, but not for you, for your son, Hornswoggle. Do you remember after about three weeks, they thought, shit, we need to stop this storyline? It was a lie. He faked it. (laughs) All all it it took to conclude the storyline was JBL to come out and get Mr. McMahon and go, oh, just to let you know, Mr. McMahon, um, I have it on good authority that he's not your son, he's Finley's son. And they were like, all right, well, that about wraps that up then. No problem. <laughs> but yeah, like they said, it was supposed to be Mr. Kennedy, weren't it? But, you know, he liked a little bit too many drugs back in the day. So he was suspended. He did fail that well, didn't he? Yeah. Fair, fair play, though. The storyline did bring on to, uh, I can't remember what WrestleMania it was. I don't know if it's 21 or if that's too early. They had JBL versus Finley in that street fight. Don't yeah, it was the Belfast, the Belfast Brawl. Brawl. Yeah, it was the opening match of 20. It was the one where it was, um, it was the same one that um, Mayweather fought Big Show, whichever 24. One. Yeah. There we go. Then there's that super knowledge that I've got there. It's a shame I'm not taking part in the quiz this week and I'm hosting it. Do you know what? Do you know what? the floor. And Bradley's going to get top of the table. It also led to, do you remember the mini Royal Rumble? Well, yeah, mini Batista, mini Kane. (laughs) There must have been a mini Carly in that as well, surely. No, but the actual Carly Carly. came into it. Oh, did it? Oh, for Christ's sake. Why does everything like that after involve the great the Punjabi playboy? The man who created the Punjabi prison. As JBL said when it was Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal and the great Carly came out, it's, it's the creator of this entire structure. And he just came out and just grabbed hold of Randy Orton and just went, Boo! 
<laughs> I think the funniest part of that match though was when um he grabbed the belt at the end and was holding it above his head. I was like, yeah, it's like, you didn't win. Just look at him like <laughs> he's done it. No, he thought that's all he needed to do. I've done it. He said, like, "You're in my house now. It's my yard." Looking back on the great Carly, you just think the greatest creator in pro wrestling history. But he absolutely demolished the Undertaker, and then he was a world champion. Let's not forget, he was a world <laughs> champion. Yeah, but this is yeah, but. Brock can destroy the Undertaker if you look at it in a storyline perspective because he's got the MMA background, former UFC champion. He was in the WWE beforehand. This is the great Carly that can't string more than two moves together because the man can't walk. Yeah, but if you chop somebody on their head, <laughs> and if you, you're oh, going to knock them out. Oh. And that dead man was dead. <laughs> and, if you, and if you can squish a watermelon with your bare hands. Is that what he did? I don't remember that. You used to every week on Smackdown, you just grab a watermelon and go. <laughs> Why it. don't I remember that? I need to go find that on YouTube. I bet that's comedy gold. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Did we all watch at the Super Bowl on Sunday? Uh, no. no, I know yeah. Jamie did. He's yes, so... I did. Because the champions of the world. Oh my good God! Where did you buy that cap? That that was the NFC Championship game, and we beat the Packers. So my, imagining... Super, my Super Bowl stuff's on its way, but it's no Jamie, America, no Jamie. So. We we beat ourselves in that game. You guys had no skill. We beat ourselves <laughs> in that game. Where were the Dolphins? Why weren't they in it? To be fair, like if you if you want to, if you want to go into a proper NFL talk, the Dolphins finished the season ten for six. If they were in the NFC, they would have made it through to the playoffs. But you know. The AFC was stacked this year, and unfortunately, the teams above them were better. They had like eleven for five records, so that's why they didn't. They lost out on the last day. It's almost like you're part of an NFL podcast. I know, right? Who would have thought? Very <laughs> short podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the reason um, I bring it up, of course, is because, um, and you'll know the exact figures, Jamie and Dan, since. Um, you're a bigger follower than me of the sport, but was it 25, 30,000 fans they had in the Roman James Stadium? Yeah, I want to say 32, yeah, man, about it. Yeah, yeah um, and I know that effectively WWE were kind of using the Super Bowl as the test, really, weren't they, for WrestleMania? So if everything worked out well with the Super Bowl as far as the logistics, and I'm sure over the next two or three weeks, we'll see if there's suddenly a surge in coronavirus cases over in, in the US. In that well, they've had the area. massive boat parade today and they're all just there by, um, oh, well. by the sideline. <laughs> we they're all just having a massive party, loving life. No one wearing They're not worried masks. then, are they? great. Yeah. Well, uh, did you see all the cardboard cutouts? Yeah, I was, was going to mention that. I was going to say because obviously they're only allowed 25 30%, but they actually sold all of them for about $100. So you could actually pay for it, get your picture in and you're there basically, which is always a nice, good thing to do. And it makes it look full. Like, if you looked from the state, like, eagle eyes, it looks full. Well, this is we, though, have said that they don't want to do that, though. They did, but apparently they've now seen how well it looks and how well it worked. And I think they've looked at the fact that stylistically it looked okay, because I think they were worried it was going to look tacky. But when I have to admit, when I turned it on the Super Bowl, first of all, I thought, How many people were there? No, I did. I did. <laughs> Even though I knew there was only going to be like, what, a third capacity? Or Jesus! I thought, what's going on? So it did look that good. Um, but I think they've, they've seen how stylistically it would look okay and the fact that they can probably say 
send us in your picture for hundred dollars. They could do something similar. They can make some money on it at the same time. Because I you think know, in wrestling Super- fans, you just see people just like fucking stunnering them. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> well, people are people are just gonna put like Benoit on there or like like KKK like did on the Thunderdome. They're gonna like. People are just going to put ridiculous pictures on it and go after bad people. Unless they, unless they do mix for mix and just have like, I know they definitely can't because people just probably just smash the Thunderdome screen, but have a mixture of both real people and Thunderdome people. And then that fills it up a bit, doesn't it? But I'll just have one side hmm. Thunderdome. I'm going to dress up as the brilliant behemoth. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're just going to borrow some clothes from your mum's wardrobe, Bradley. <laughs> 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 But what, what year it's been, like, you know, Rob Gronkowski won the 24-7 title and now he's won the Super Bowl in the same year. What's his biggest achievement out of those two? His fourth Super Bowl. It's got to be the 24-7 well, title. I mean, to come back out of retirement, catch retirement. two Well, yeah, he retired for a year, didn't he? Then he came to I was going to say he retired for about 10 minutes. Then, then he came at WWE, he did that awful bump that he was too scared to do. <laughs> and then Vince McMahon had to do it to show him how to do it. And then he won the title. Then he came out of retirement, caught two touchdowns in the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl, probably should have been the MVP of the Super Bowl. And he's got his fourth Super Bowl ring. Yeah, all so from being retired. He's nearly there to snap it. He's nearly <laughs> got the Infinity Gauntlet. Unlike Rick Flair seven. had a longer retirement between WWE and TNA than Krakowski <laughs> did in the NFL. I don't know. Oh, dear me. I mean, that's your uh, that's your news this week, guys. How exciting of a week was that? Can I quickly bring something up? No, but Before go on. Before we finish. Um, what Before we finish? We finish. <laughs> Before we finish the news section, um, Johnny Gargano being pulled from his match at TakeOver, potentially. No, it's been confirmed now. Is it? There yeah. you go. Was it injury? They don't know. They're speculating. It could be anything. To be fair, but there's so many. There's so many matches they could fill it with. I hope they fill it with Sandos and and uh, Killer Cross. That'd be brilliant if they. Do I bet get... he went to the Raymond James Stadium on Sunday and has had a positive test. Well, he's because, a um because he's an Ohio the... fan. I'm a Rams <laughs> fan. Making it up. Chris Jericho was there. What? <laughs> Jericho, Jericho was at Raymond James. Yeah, Jericho vid. Jerichovid, <laughs> you're know, because of his concert. He's that concert Jericho-vid. cruises. He's gone. He's, <laughs> he's been to that Jacksonville. Around. He went to obviously the Jaguar Stadium. He's been to Tampa Bay Stadium. He's going to be Wembley had... How could you imagine? <laughs> what have I become? <laughs> Guys, the only thing I'm going to say at this point now is my whole. <laughs> my hole. so we had raw on monday obviously um dan you were saying beforehand you uh, read the results before you actually watched it and thought oh it actually seems like a pretty decent show this week and you watched it and um a bit left to be desired yeah to be fair i started watching going yeah this is gonna be a great show i mean they had the meme going on the announced the match i thought oh, yeah it's gonna be great some good matches but you watch it and they're just going through the motions like there wasn't any uh, you know, other than the whole spot, there wasn't really anything that you go, you know what, you have to tune in because this match is really good. And they did this. It was just a bit one-dimensional and they were just going through the same old rubbish. But when I read it, it read really good. So I don't know what they, I don't know what went wrong. I mean, it good kicked writers. Off. Oh, God, probably still got <laughs> Not doing doing writers. I'm talking about the people reviewing it. <laughs> <laughs> the wrestle zone writers. 
you had Adam Pearce start off this week in the ring. Um, and he, uh, explain this. He introduced Shane McMahon. So Shane's big return. Is that the first time he's been on Raw since the Underground? I think so, yeah. What's so the Shane... Underground? It didn't exist. What are you on about? Well, yeah, very true. Yeah, we don't talk about that anymore. I, I think I think Shane's like a producer. And I think he... Uh, I read on the dirt sheets that he helped uh, produce the Royal Rumble. So I think he's just... He's there in the background anyway, but yeah. Isn't he supposed to be the owner of SmackDown or the general manager of SmackDown or whatever it was? What were they actually called? Like Dude, Steph- Steph- yeah, Stephanie was Raw and Shane was SmackDown. Then they appointed like- general managers, but they were yeah. technically the owners of it, weren't they? But that was back in 2016. Yeah, but they haven't announced that that's changed. You just went, oh yeah, we're just going to get Daniel Bryan or Paige to be like the general manager of SmackDown. Whenever it's that just- a wild card rule. But as far as storylines concerned, if that was back in 2016, that was, what, four or five years ago now, you've got people that probably haven't watched it in that long. There's no explanation to go, oh, here he is, it's the... Well, oh, I can't remember of what, like you say, what title he was given. But here he is, you know, he, he runs SmackDown. No, it was just, oh, look, it's Shane McMahon. There was no logistic behind it. There was no... There's a little bit behind there. Um, well, I can, because I can he's shed... getting ready to fight him at WrestleMania. <laughs> I, can, I can shed, I can shed some light. <laughs> do, do you guys watch Talk and Smack? Occasionally. So on Talk and Smack this week, obviously they have Paul Heyman on there, you know, shooting his thing all the time. And he basically um, had Adam Pearce on there. Um, and he said to Adam Pearce, you're going to get fired on Monday if you don't name a main event for um, Elimination Chamber. Say who, you know, somebody is facing, you're going to get sacked if you basically don't name it. So then the first segment on Raw is it's Adam Pierce's idea. This is the match that he's made. And then that's why he tapped him on the shoulder and said, you're doing a really good job. It's basically to build up on the potential that Adam Pierce may get sacked from his on-screen role, um, or it may build into some sort of match with it. They built it on Talking Smack. And then Shane doing that, you think, well, why did you do that? It's, it's leading to something. There's something going on in the cogs there. If it eventually ends up like that, then at least there has been a bit a booking, you know. He's gonna have a, in that. He's gonna have a match at WrestleMania to keep his job or get fired. <laughs> he's gonna fight versus Adam Pierce. <laughs> Most likely in oh, a cage no. match or some random shit like that. It'll be just hell in a cell again. No, and just in the pirate shit match because he would jump off the ship. <laughs> no, you, you just know Kevin Owens is jumping off that <laughs> contract on a pole match. It probably will be now, won't it, Jesus? Have you guys watched any of Adam Pierce's stuff? Yeah, I've seen a bit bits of him previously before. Um, he he was he was all right. He can set the world on fire. He could work. There's um there's some some stuff on YouTube because I, I I searched it. I listened to After the Bell when he's on Corey, uh, Corey Graves's podcast. Um, so I, I looked on YouTube. There was a few matches on there, but there was one like um, it was in, a yeah, it was a TNA gut check match where basically you work towards winning a contract to work for TNA. And he wrestled this mass wrestler and this mass wrestler almost dropped himself on his own head about three times in the match. It was really, it was, it's an interesting watch, but then you watch some of the shoot interviews afterwards and people are saying, oh, we're just going to have a gut check interview with Adam Pearce. And they're really just ripping into him the entire way through. But if you've got five, 10 minutes to have a look through YouTube, some of his stuff is actually pretty decent. You know, he's had his Ring of Honor matches, you know, Daniel Bryan, He's faced uh, Kevin Owens. He's faced before. He's had some really, really good matches back in the day. He was a champion as well, wasn't he? At one point. Yeah, four-time um, NWA World Champion. Exactly. I mean, like I say, he, he he can work, and I think 
you know, obviously they teased that match between him and Reigns at the Royal Rumble just to set up, obviously, for Kevin Owens to come back. So it makes me question whether or not he can still go in the ring. Or if he can, I mean, I'm sure he can if he put the, you know, time in the ring again. On the gold Well, exactly, got rid of the ring rust and whatnot. But, you know, how long he'll, he'll need. For all we know, he's doing it all in the background and it could lead to a match at WrestleMania. Do I want to see an Adam Pearce match at WrestleMania? I'm not particularly. I mean, he's not. It is too big for one night, though. So you know, it's there's, too there's big for one matches. night. There's plenty of matches. Yes, I am. Ask the wife. I mean, <laughs> just like you, just he doesn't scream out like like if I if I said to a casual fan, there's somebody you used to wrestle, and they're coming back for a match at WrestleMania, regardless whether it's against Shane McMahon or whoever, you know, who do you think it is? Not only could I guarantee you that he wouldn't be anywhere near the top of the list of people's guesses, he's not going to be on anyone's list either. Nobody ever would guess. Randomly just started talking about stuff. Well, this is it. This is it. Who's Adam Pearce? I knew of him but I hadn't seen enough of his work to be able to think, oh, wow, brilliant, they've got Adam Pearce, you know, in a, in a producer role or, or whatnot. And I know, obviously, he's an on-screen talent now, but he's not drawing in the money as far as he's not bringing in the pay-per-view sales. Yes, we've got the network now, so that's not the same anymore. But you know what I mean? It's not that that isn't attracting others going, oh, my God, it's going to be Adam Pearce's first match in five, six, seven years, however long it's going to be. Because most people don't know who he is. Scrap Daddy. The Scrap Daddy. He's He's not the peacock um, talent. The with a bit of background on Adam Pierce as well. He's doing you know that big man class that I said with all of their tea bag and all of them. Um he's actually doing it with Drew Gulak. Uh, they're basically training him and giving him the course of it. But um I recommended breaking ground to Brad um to rewatch and I'm watching it and if you look carefully he's in the majority of shots producing the NXT shows and stuff. So um you know he's brought in basically to be a producer, not a wrestler. But I think he still could go. I agree with you. He's not going to be a draw. He's not going to be going, yeah, I need to watch WrestleMania because I need to watch Adam Pierce have his in ring return. That's not something that I don't think I'm ever going to say. It would just be him to have a WrestleMania moment, won't it? Like, thanks for everything you've done for us. You can have your WrestleMania moment by fighting Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. And lose. But you know, he's, he's wrestling. I, I got no particular interest in, in seeing it, really, but I was still watching because there's that curiosity in the back of my head that thinks, so, you know, can he still go? Yeah. Really interesting to see. And again, this is all speculative at the minute because we have no idea that it really is going to, you know, go this way. But I just thought it was an interesting point to bring up and the fact that Shane McMahon, you know, suddenly just appears and you know, on behalf of Adam Pearce, effectively announces all of Drew McIntyre's opponents for the Elimination Chamber, which we will get onto after we've had a, a full rundown of Raw. Um, where, I mean, we kicked off the event itself with AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy. Good technical match? Yeah, I really enjoyed the match, actually. Um, there was a, a point in it where Jeff kind of jarred his leg 
um, and they play back to the injury that he had um, in their old storyline on SmackDown. Um, and they were working it. And what I really liked, it doesn't often happen. Usually a, a wrestler gets an injury during a match, they work on it a bit, and then they hit a DDT and they pin him, even though the, they're working on a leg. Uh, but this time, you know, he had a really bad leg injury. He was hobbling around. He got um, taken out by the announcer's table. But um, he won by the calf crusher by actually... You know, talking that leg and yeah, yeah, and he tapped out. So I'm thinking, work-wise in the ring, I can't complain. It was probably the best match on Raw, to be fair. I haven't seen it. Was Omos in, involved at all? Not much. My new favorite wrestler. <laughs> was it? I can't, can't remember. Was he part of the underground? Yeah, he was like the bouncer. Time. He was the bouncer. Yeah, the, the bouncer didn't... just let everybody in. He was also oh. the giant ninja. Can you say Brad Kayfabe? Yes, he was. He was. Yeah. What happened to what? What was he called? Kiritas hour. What was no, no? What was he called in the underground? Dabakato. You know who I'm thinking? Da- <laughs> Dabakato. Is that what the? Is that <laughs> Papa Shango? <laughs> is that what they changed his name to? Dabakato. Have they changed it to something else from that? No, Dab- that's what he was. What yeah, he is. And what was he before that, that though? Oh, oh I can't. Because he was drafted to Raw back in October and he's never been seen since he got drafted, has he? But I assume he's probably in the performance centre with the rest of the big guys. Yeah, he's getting better well, because it, was, it really it looked was, like... Surely he was that giant ninja in that weird match with... No, that was, that was no, Omos. No, that, that was Omos, that's what we're saying. Oh, was it? That was so Omos the, who was the, the, the ninja, yeah. What a match yeah. that was. Can we talk about yeah. that? No. Do you remember me and Brad just I mean, stayed you, up and watched that just talking about it when it happened? Like, <laughs> this is the best we thing like, I've ever seen in oh, my life. The, gar- the garbage monster. <laughs> <laughs> me and Jamie are like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing we've ever watched. Oh my God. And Taron then wakes up the next day, watches what it. What is goes, this whole shit? <laughs> it was one of the worst things I think I've ever seen. And not just because it was a cinematic match. I, did, I didn't mind the, oh, I say I didn't mind the Money in the Bank match itself, cinematic. But, you know, Fiend and John Cena at WrestleMania, you know. Boneyard. Tionet, Boneyard. Boneyard. The Boneyard match is probably the best of all of them, to be fair. But that one just... I don't think it was billed, was it, as a cinematic no, match? I think it was, it was just a no, tag team match, and then it just randomly happened like that. But it was, it was absolute shite. It the was Viking one of the profits. worst things I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> it was just. I don't know. I don't know. It was absolute awful. And it did nothing for anyone. I just remember. I just remember we were watching. No. It, like, Hang on, why is he smashing through a door? Hang on, why are there ninjas? Hang on, why is there an octopus in the in the in the garbage can? But then that's the whole point. You shouldn't be having to question those things. Wasn't that the first time that Tazawa turned up with that group of ninjas? It was, yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. just like, what? Talk about Asian stereotypes. He's still, oh, going, God. He's still going around there with it. Yeah, for the 24-7 title. Where's all the ninjas gone? <laughs> They've all been killed. They're all Ret- stuck back in Japan because of COVID. Retribution. By Babatunde. Well, Jack. that that brings us on to Retribution on Raw oh because it was days. a New Day versus Retribution, and I mean it looks like they're already teasing the split of Retribution. Well, no, they've been doing this for months, but they've been saying, "No, you need to win, you need to win." But it really bugged me the commentary. Like for some reason, Mister Ferrari decided he wanted to shout everything during this match, and he goes, "Why aren't you talking about tea bag? Why aren't you talking about nutmeg?" Okay, but well, well, you know what's going on with them? I don't know. Ask him yourself. I'm thinking, 
what are you doing? Like, you're bugging me. Just let them have a little bit of a match. You know, I, I really don't get what was happening with that. And then you had um, Xavier Woods. He was going up the ramp going, oh, I want reckoning in a match now. I'm sorry, she's off ill with COVID. You should know that. Like, what are you doing? There was no path to it. I know it's leaning on to Kofi against um, Mustafa Ali in one of the matches. But apparently, um, Darren Young hinted that he wanted to have... Uh, the Nexus come back and face Retribution at WrestleMania was one of the things that was hinted this week. Well, they were supposed to be at WrestleMania last year, weren't they, to make a surprise um, appearance? Yeah, the Roy Bucks being a death. Yeah, but I think it was supposed to be as part of the Fiend-John Cena cinematic match, but Bano Barrett didn't want to do it. Um, I think somebody like Darren Young was desperate to do it. He's probably desperate for a <laughs> bloody work, hence the reason he's desperate this time for it to happen, but Again, I don't, I don't personally see that happening between Retribution and Nexus again because nobody cares about Retribution. Nobody gives a shit about them. Nobody would care if they never came back again. Some people would be, would care about Ali Mustafa Ali. They'd want him probably back as a singles competitor, but nobody would care if Retribution just were never seen as a group again. So nobody's going to care about the Nexus versus Retribution because the Nexus haven't been relevant for however long. The nostalgia pop would be there. That'd be great. Nobody wants to see them against Retribution because it's it's a no-win situation. Either Retribution, who lose every week anyway, so they're actually booked like shite anyway, would beat (laughs) Nexus, and then they go on to do nothing so it was pointless, or Nexus will beat Retribution, so they're burying the newer talent, and people that haven't been around for ages win. It's a no-win situation. I think we'd all like to see Nexus win, but it doesn't help Retribution. See, I'd kind of like to see Retribution split up because of the individuals that they have there majorly. Well, most likely, I want to see Dominic Dijkovic on his own, and obviously Mia Yim on her own. Um, So I'd be happy if they split up, if I'm being perfectly honest. I'm not convinced they won't all get released apart from Ali over time anyway. I think they, they don't know what to do with them as a group. Imagine trying to book them all individually. If they if they got rid of Dijakovic, that would be one of the biggest mistakes that WWE have made. Benny, I'm going to cancel the network yep. subscription. I'm he says, I'm canceling it all. I'm leaving the podcast. <laughs> I think Jamie is a big fan of Retribution. I absolutely love them. I don't even know who the flapjack, <laughs> taser, and all other kind of azers. And Michelle, right? Is it oh, that's dodgeball? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> laser, Laced laser, taser. taser, and all the other kind of azers. You made me bleed my own blood. <laughs> um, we yeah, had everybody's <laughs> they are now, and that's that's spent so much time building them up as well with all these like Molotov cocktails and soaring Molotov cocktails is not cod (laughs) don't you remember they threw a Molotov cocktail at something yeah like a speaker they chainsawed a ring rope was that not at Money in the Bank one of them was that not outside in the car park at Money in the Bank the first time that they all attacked that like outside speaker was that raw I think it was, it was just roar, after because yeah. I, I think we all thought they were all the ninjas yeah. but um, <laughs> it, was, it was a completely different group it was our and the ninjas it was a roar it was because we were all TV thinking show it was that Vanessa Bourne and all sorts yeah who, what, would what? Watch, who would watch that animated TV show Tazawa and the ninjas just an animated TV show. <laughs> the Adventures of the Ninjas. 
Better, you would. You're a big Dragon Ball Z fan. You'd be in camp, camp, uh, camp WWE. I was going to say that, Brad. Oh, that was dreadful. Where they had John Cena with the girls. Were like, hey, guys, you can't see me. Oh, Jesus. No, what? Mate, would it be on. as good as Slam City? Slam City oh, is the best thing WWE has ever done. Slam City's amazing. Slams. Oh, don't be so stupid. <laughs> what, better than this Raw? No, well, I, was I, think, I, was, I was thinking of something else, sorry. Um, Slam City, that awful <laughs> animated show, and it where like Kane becomes a You pop. were thinking of um, Cheap Pops, that one Cheap episode. Pops. Cheap animation Pops is the on best YouTube. thing they've ever done. That and was great. Was... And then they cancelled it after one episode. And it's the best thing they've ever done. You're going to think Kane and Demon Kane. It's Safari Kane, Scuba Kane. <laughs> You've done it now, Daniel. Your opponent tonight is Scuba Kane. Malibu Kane. <laughs> that was brilliant. Safari Kane. I love that. That was fantastic. Oh. We had more backstage crap with Damien Priest and Bad Bunny, Bugs Bunny, whatever he's called. To say he was gonna be he's got official merch now. You gotta take him serious. One sold out. He's made over Why? half a million in merch sales in the past two weeks. And he's everyone was like, "Who is this guy? No one knows who he is." He's made more money than John Cena this year in WWE merchandise. So I honestly I'm thought Brad was going to buy one of his t-shirts. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I was when I it was sold out before we could. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> no, but seriously, when he started performing, I, I think I put in the group chat with you guys. I went, "What the hell is this shit?" He just kept saying, "Booker T, Booker that, T." That, that's still my favorite moment. Just time and going. This guy looks like Booker T. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly did not clock on. I did not clock on that was it. But then it went, can you dig that sucker at the end? And I was like, it is. That's Book. I, I recognise that voice anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, he was... I mean, why he was backstage? God knows why he's still there. I've just got this awful feeling he's going to be wrestling at WrestleMania. Probably Damien Priest. I wouldn't mind one. if he's in a tag team match. It's not that bad. But if he's in a singles match, and you, he's got to have a why, um Also, why has he got a pink microphone? Why not? Why not? Special. Why not, Bradley? What are you trying to say? Well, all inclusive. No, no. Judging from what I saw on social media, people were getting very mixed up with a different night. Um, of, uh... <laughs> oh, I see that. Bad... Speaking bad... of uh, speaking of your mum's closet, what were we, we saying? What? We. What if Bad Bunny is going to be the winner of the Andre the Giant Memorial? Oh, Royal? I know that? it's going to happen. Now. It's <laughs> going to be him <laughs> versus Mansoor. Oh, Mansoor, yes, but is he going to end this? Hey, will there be an Andre the Giant Battle Royal this year? There wasn't last year, was there? But I suppose there could be this year. Just, just thinking, crossed. actually, one minute, what nationality oh. is he? He's South American, isn't he? Isn't he, he said Puerto Rican. Like, he's Puerto Rican. I, was I think Puerto say, Rican, yeah. I was like, well, if he's Indian, he's just going to head up NXT India, isn't he? He's just he going to go it, over yeah. there. But, um, they, they could yet make a... Did we say he was Latin? They could yet make a Latin brand. NXT yeah. or Puerto Rican, is he? NXT oh, is South America. <laughs> They're thinking about doing a Mexican NXT, aren't they? NXT South America. Yeah. NXT South America. You get all of them. Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay, Paraguay, Puerto Rico. The, the lead coaches, Alberto Del Rio and Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> Alberto yeah. Del Rio ain't going to be He's anything. He's going to be in a prison cell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like a... <laughs> we... I bet you next year or September usually, isn't it, when the new premiere starts of like the first episodes of the season for like Raw and Smackdown 
Bad Bunny will oh, be It's the a brand new season. We only had it last week. Oh, no. <laughs> he's gonna... No. Awful as it is. I really like ACDC Smackdown's theme. But... Can anyone name the Raw one now? The last no, one I they only changed it a couple is, of months back, didn't that they? That is the night. <laughs> and that's about it's four years ago, isn't it? it? Brad, Brad I, do you know your rappy, rappy ding dong, who is it? I don't know, to be honest. I can tell you one of Bad Bunny's songs. Oh, no. Mia. Who? I can Mia. tell you one, Booker T. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it was called, Booker T. Mia featuring Drake. Mia Yim? Yes. <laughs> Christ Almighty! Well, yes. So he was on Raw. I, let's just hope he's never seen again. He'll be on it next week, won't he? We had Ric Flair and Lacey Evans in a backstage segment just before the Charlotte Flair and Lacey Evans match. My favourite line: Ric Flair said, "I don't take any orders from any women." He says, "Let alone my daughter." <laughs> what a great line! He loves it. We had the um, we had the Charlotte Flair and Lacey Evans match. Um, Lacey Evans won. Um, I mean, with the women's right. <laughs> well, it is. It's a women's right, isn't it? It's a, the right to do so. So that's a great day for a finisher. But do we think this was too early on in the feud to have this match? Should they save it till Mania? The or are it ends, the they... Yeah, get rid well, of it. So Charlotte agree. can be in the WrestleMania picture for Ronda. It isn't happening, just like The Rock isn't going to be at Mania. <laughs> you need to get this out of your tiny little head, Jamie. But I don't well, give a damn about match... my bad reputation. <laughs> <laughs> they've said with this match that um, if Lacey beat Charlotte Flair, then Raw Management have said that she's in line for a title match against Asuka, and then won by DQ, so she's actually got a match at Elimination Chamber against Asuka. So, um, if any, well, you know, if it's going to stray away from it, we're going to see Charlotte against her again. Or I've got a feeling in that match, well, we'll go through the predictions next week. But, you know, there's a good chance that the title could change hands um, in some, mm-hmm. some stages. But, you know, they could now segue away from it. But what I wanted to add was how awesome was Ric Flair's suit? Yes. Well, he's always looked pretty dapper, hasn't he? Let's be honest. Ric Flair, oh. trip, yo. Ric Flair he definitely uses that trouser press in the hotel room. <laughs> I Have you he heard definitely yet? pays his ten dollars to hire one from reception. Ric Flair is in the building. <laughs> but it's like when you were saying before, I got really scared. Like, what? Are you, where are you going with this? And I thought it's going to be a contract on a pole match between Charlotte and Lacey, and the winner gets adopted by Ric Flair. <laughs> if Lacey <laughs> wins, she gets adopted. <laughs> <laughs> Ric Flair on a pole match and he's just there on a forklift. <laughs> well, you know Vince McMahon loves these incestual storylines. He'd love to have an incest storyline as between Lacey Evans's new daughter and Ric Flair. And oh. honestly wouldn't put it past him. It's if, gonna happen. If if uh, Lacey Evans beats Charlotte Flair, she gets power of attorney and she gets Ric Flair's money. No, he hasn't got any. He spent it all on drugs. <laughs> Lacey Evans, Lacey Evans is going to marry Ric Flair. So, and out of nowhere comes Charlotte can be become Charlotte's adore, daughter. Adore. <laughs> yeah, it's Charlotte like thinking back up. in the day. Do you not remember? This is 2008. Oh, it's got to be early 2004 too. Tori Wilson and Dawn Marie, where Dawn Marie married Tori's father, and then. <laughs> lesbian scene in the hotel room while Al Wilson was watching in the ring going, turn it off! 
Didn't they? This is either some crazy dream I've had, or it happened. Did, did he kill him off? Did he have a heart attack and die? And yeah. That's how they got him out of the storyline or something. Or have I just made no, that I up? I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just kill him off. Oh, did you? Do you guys? Did you guys pick up on Lacey Evans's laugh again this week? <laughs> <laughs> hey no I'm a big fan of Lacey Evans I loved her I loved her in the Rumble just like I love Billy Kane in the Rumble and um, Gillian Hall but Gillian Billy something I was quite surprised at on this role mind is that Rhea Ripley hasn't shown up anywhere yet well I've got a theory about that but we'll get on to that in a bit Oof. we'll get on to that in a bit we had Angel Garza lose Damien Priest with Bad Bunny in his corner. Um, I think we'll move on pretty quickly from that. Edge effectively said also as well that he's going to make his decision on who he's going to face at WrestleMania after the Elimination Chamber. Again, just got to drag that storyline on there. Um, and then we had Keith Lee uh, versus Riddle. Oh, How sorry, did Clay. He could have gone into the Rumble, couldn't he? That was my uh... pick. Thank you very much. Well, I think with Riddle, he's just he's just overdoing the stunner gimmick. I mean, didn't they do this years ago with RVD going, dude? Isn't the dude thing like overdone now? Yeah, but didn't he make Bro. a reference, Riddle, on Raw? What did he say he was watching? Airbud. Airbud, the Airbud movie. <laughs> I'm watching Airbud. Is that that dog film? I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah. where a dog like this play baseball or basketball oh. or something. Yeah, there's, there's about seven about of them, one for each sport. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, let, let's just what makes no sense with this match, then. though? <laughs> no, hang on. Is there a wrestling one? Because if there isn't, maybe that's what they're leading to. I think that's a bit rough, Taron. <laughs> what makes no sense with this match, though, is they've gone. Okay, we're going to have Keith Lee against Riddle. And then they've, they've had a finish to it. But then later in the show, for no reason, they go, oh, yeah, there's a triple threat match at uh, Elimination Chamber for the belt. And they well, if one beat the other, surely it makes sense that the winner of that match goes for the title and not having it as a triple threat. I get that the dynamic that they're friends, they can team up on Bobby and somebody else can pin somebody else. But it makes no sense in a, me watching wrestling and understanding wrestling. That person beat the other person. So surely he's more ahead in the line now. So why are they doing it as a triple threat? I, I, I don't get it other than maybe somebody, one of them is going to pin the other and take it off Lashley that way to make him seem a little bit more invincible. But again, just, you just hit the nail on the head there. It doesn't make sense, does any of this. It never does. <laughs> we haven't had consistency in wrestling for about 20 years. It's <laughs> going to be a hell of a match, though. It's got to be oh, Kane! Yeah. Right. <laughs> So, in the official series of Airbud, there's five. <laughs> Airbud. There's five. Oh. Then there are Airbuddies, where there's another... Well, I don't know what the Airbud films. Just one minute. There's, there's seven Airbuddies and two Santa Paws, which is also a spin-off. So, no. in the original film series, you've got the first one, which is basketball. Second one, which is American football. The third one, which What's is, it called? So, well, so the first one is Airbud. Second one is Airbud Golden Retriever. Oh, sorry, Golden Receiver. <laughs> Golden <laughs> Receiver. So yeah, it because makes sense. It makes sense. The third one, He's Air a better Bud. player than Gronk and Brady will ever be. Airbud World Pup. <laughs> uh, the next <laughs> what, one. football, soccer? 
that's soccer. Yeah. Uh, the next one, Airbud, seventh inning fetch, where he plays for a baseball <laughs> team. And then Airbud spikes back, which is volleyball. <laughs> and then, wow. and then they've got the spin-off, which is loads of him, like focusing on buddy puppies because he has puppies. So it's is that one where it's like one in space and some at snow and stuff? Yeah, so there's Air Buddies, which is Buddy and Molly's offsprings work together to help each other attempting to rescue their parents. Snow Buddies, the offspring of Buddy and Molly go on an Alaskan adventure. Space Buddies, they go to Space Museum and accidentally walk <laughs> on a rocket ship. Santa Buddies, the Buddies team up with Puppy Paws, the son of Santa Paws, to end the melting of a magical oh, icicle. Spooky for... Buddies. A new adventure when Halloween hits. Treasure buddies. The buddies find themselves on an Indiana Jones-style adventure. <laughs> and then super buddies. After acquiring rings at Grant and superpowers, the buddies must use them to stop a, villi- uh, a villainous alien dictator. Riddle's got so much material. It, it's almost as if Jamie has a film podcast. <laughs> that's not my concern my concern is that it's referenced that Matt Riddle sits around and watches these films whilst he gets stoned bro <laughs> bro <laughs> I just remember first bit of commentary I remember from when he debuted as JBL going God, why does he wrestle barefooted <laughs> say the same about Rusev well he lost to Keith Lee anyway so you know, and won a probably, title shot because he was a, I won a title shot exactly yeah which like you said we will get on to um we had well we've got to the point now guys we've got to the point long term booking it doesn't happen a lot but it happened since she's returned it was Lana versus <laughs> Nia Jax my their tables match in a whole match <laughs> I just that. I mean, obviously, we had the leg drop on the outside of the apron. Ow! I, w- I would like to think... Ow, my I would butt! Like... Ow! My hole! <laughs> I'd like to think that was ad-libbed and she just said that, but you know it wasn't. That has got to be Vince as, and he probably finds that yeah, fucking say that It's good shit. Good shit. It, it's it's going to be on a t-shirt, isn't it? Next year. You're going to have kids <laughs> in the front row at WrestleMania wearing t-shirts that say "My Hole" on the front. It's just not going to look right. This, this is Vince face. breaking away from. This is Vince breaking away from PG. I'll take it if that's our route into getting out of PG. Nia Jax's hole. Hang on. If Nia Jax's hole is the route, <laughs> the route to get there through Nia Jax's hole. I mean, with Nia Jax, it's, it's, it's you know, something we have to go through. With, with Nia Jax, you know, she's gone from a badass who's gonna like hit you to like saying my hole. She's yeah, just turned into a Jono. Oh, she's, she's not yeah. like most girls. No, I'm not like most. <laughs> but you can see the what they've been trying to do with Nia Jax for months. I mean, they did that. Thing backstage where she compared somebody to the digital platform Quibi, and we're all going, "What? What is Quibi?" And then she said that she um somebody she beat Quibi. somebody up so they had back boobs, and then tonight, well, you know, on Monday night we had my hole. It's like, what are you guys doing? And after all that, she lost to Lana anyway, which brought yeah, us on to Shayna Baszler versus hole, Naomi. In, didn't she into a table? She did, and then Shayna Baszler came down for her match against Naomi, and Naomi beat Baszler. So the women's tag team champions both lost 
well, I say clean effectively to um, well Naomi and Lana of all people. So great booking yet again. Naomi, at least we've got a good superstar. Like I don't know why she keeps getting in these matches, but she's the most overrated wrestler, women's wrestler Ooh, Lana. on the roster. No, Naomi. I was going to even Lana. I was going to go what? No, that Lana's just a fucking Instagram, fucking TikToker, isn't she? Every time you go into an Instagram or TikTok, she's always like. <laughs> As you can't see us, guys, you're gonna have to imagine what. Uh, doing you're gonna have to imagine go if anyone's ever see seen. If anyone's ever seen Noel's house party, Mr. Blobby. If anyone's ever seen. Have you ever seen the end of Dodgeball? At the end of Dodgeball, when he's just there going, my milkshake brings little boys to the yard. That's basically what Lana's like on Instagram. <laughs> oh, that's what you're like now. Yeah, um, and that finishes us off on Raw with the main event, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton, mm. which it was, uh, to be fair, guys, no, to be fair, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton, the first time we've ever, ever seen that match in 2021. <laughs> So you know, it was it was fresh for the year. It was to help kick off February, um, and Orton won. We had the interference from Sheamus, obviously, so that sets everything up on there. But um, any particular thoughts on that? Sheamus, is that, are, they, are they going with like Sheamus and Drew? Will we have? Will that be the yeah. first time ever? If, if that, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if them two compete at WrestleMania, that be the first time that. That would ever happen to people from the United Kingdom in the main event. I yes, well, it would be, but it's not going to happen, is it? Let's be honest. No, like two of them fighting Which is for the title. Shame. I'd like to see. Yeah, I don't think that's ever happened it's before. I don't know. As a Brit, as a as a Britain ever sense. fought a Britain for a title before? I, I can so. think of no. Yeah, well, you got Bala versus Dunn coming up. Yeah. But it make more sense um, if they said, okay, you said you're going to have a one-on-one title match. Well, why didn't they do that on this coming Raw? You know, you could even, in some cases, have Sheamus have the belt and then, you know, he wins it back at Chamber. But, they, you know, they could do it for this coming Raw and it de- definitely get all of us watching. Absolutely. Uh, and, they, and they may very well do. They may very well do. Um, it's a question whether or not they'll announce it in advance or, or announce it on the night. This is the problem with WWE. A lot of the time... They get it the wrong way around as far as what they should be billing. Something like that, they should build that match up and say, you know, next week, this is a reason to tune in. But fucking Adam Pearce will probably just turn up and make the match on the night. That's a problem. Whereas whenever something that we don't want to know about a returning superstar is going to happen, you know, we want the surprise. They announce it five days in advance. So just let you know, this person is going to be on Raw or SmackDown or at the Rumble. Just let you know, Retribution are fighting again. Oh, yeah, well, thank you fighting? very much. I'll make sure I won't tune in. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they facing, Brad? Uh, um, They're going one on one with The Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Teddy Long, Teddy Long. Flapjack's fighting. Flapjack. Flapjack and Flapjack oh, are getting baked with Matt Riddle. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watching that Space Buddy 6. <laughs> So we've got Elimination Chamber coming up um, uh, a week on Sunday. Uh, next On next week's episode, we'll break down the card of everything that's been announced so far and give 
you all our predictions, which will help towards the prediction league table that we've got going on. Um, but I just thought that based on the fact we, we'll only go into the chamber match specifically this week. Um, and as I say, we won't give any predictions at the moment. So it's just your thoughts really on who's been announced for it. So we've obviously got rather than a number one contenders match, which sometimes we get each year, we've actually got it for the title. We've got Drew McIntyre defending, of course, um, against all former champions, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randall Keith Orton, Sheamus, and The Miz. Mm. Any particular thoughts on that, whether or not you think it's the right way to go? I mean, one would assume, again, we won't necessarily go into the prediction side of things on here, but one would assume it would only go one way building up to Mania. Um, so you're potentially making four former, or sorry, five former world champions look weak unless they have a good showing in there um, by particularly losing. Um, but at the same time, I think it's a solid, a solid match. Stacked. It's stacked, yeah. exactly. Um, it'll just be interesting to see how they go with who's going to be eliminated. As I say, we'll probably work that into the predictions next week as far as order of elimination. But do we have any thoughts on the participants that have been announced? Yeah, I mean, the the one that gets me, um, because he's already the money in the bank, is The Miz. Surely it would make more sense to put someone like Kofi Kingston, who's a WWE champion as well, in the match. Well, and then you can carry on. Sense. Well, he's not a former WWE champion. No, um, but if you're going down the route of all former WWE champions, you can put Kingston in there and then you could have Retribution going, oh, well, I should be taking your place because you took it off me two years ago. That, to me, would work better. But they could be trying something on with The Miz, Money in the Bank. You know, he gets eliminated from the match, but still he cashes in. You know, he's first eliminated, but then he cashes in later on. Many different angles they could do with it. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm loving the fact that Jeff Hardy's in there as well. He can do a lot of the high-flying stuff with AJ. So, you know, they have that era... Yeah, they had that aerodynamic thing. You know, when you used to have RVD in the old um, chambers where he used to scale up the side of the chamber, yeah. he'd climb onto the roof, go through the little hole and all, <laughs> hole, and all of those sorts of hole. things. My hole, my <laughs> hole. You know, they, they can do all sorts of things. But I think it's really good dynamics. You've got the bruisers, you've got the high flyers. They can tell a really good story. And with the week to go, you know, they can do six-man tags, all sorts with it. But to me, if I was to change it anyway, I probably would take Miz out and put uh, Kofi in because... I don't understand why Miz is in there when he's got the briefcase anyway. Why would you have the briefcase when you're technically the champion as well? It, it wouldn't really work. Yeah, I mean, what if he... If, if this was real, what if he won? What becomes of the money in the bank briefcase? Especially since the contract in it only runs till, what, June, is it? Yeah. Is that yeah. when the contract will be up? Because that's the year. If you're already the champion, are you allowed to still... Again, this is all hypothetical because he's not going to win. <laughs> Just go um, and do it for SmackDown, know, can't you? Just cash it in and unify the belts. Yes, unify the belts. You know, let's do it properly. Just have one world champion instead of two. But um, I think I doubt, I doubt this I, is going to happen. I... But just just thinking, like, what if obviously, like, the Miz knocks out Drew McIntyre? Can he then cash in mid-match to pin him to then become the champion? Why would you? I don't think that would happen in the match, though. Yeah, but I'm uh, saying, why, dude, why, why don't you ca- why don't you cash in, pin Drew McIntyre, and then carry on the match, but you're the champ now, then you lose anyway. <laughs> I think the only way it would work is if like Miz gets eliminated first, and then yeah. um, it goes like the last two, and it's like a Drew and whoever, and then Miz comes in right at the end when Drew's knocked out, and then pins him right at the end. That's the only yeah, way. Yeah, that, that's the way it's going to happen, but I was thinking... But imagine, like, is that I doubt that's something that could happen anyway. 
But imagine that's halfway through the match the title changes hands because the Miz catches in the belt and wins it and pins him. So it's like a singles match. But I doubt that can happen anyway because like Seth Rollins entered himself and it made it a triple threat match, didn't it? When it was Brock Roman. But no, so I doubt it's going to happen. Back. Lesnar's going to come back and enter himself into the Elimination Chamber, just like he entered himself into the Money in the Bank. Um, what if? Back. What if he opens the briefcase and Brock Lesnar pops out? <laughs> of the briefcase. <laughs> That's a fucking big briefcase, and it's here like a birthday cake. Here I am. Well, you never know. They can do anything with the Thunderdome. There's no live people there. I mean, he could just like basically open it up in some CGI. He pops out going. <laughs> I mean, that's our um, obviously that's that's what's been announced so far. Um, on the raw side of things, we can only assume obviously that there's going to be a SmackDown one. If there is a SmackDown one, I think something that we're not necessarily taking into account here is whether it's going to be a men's SmackDown chamber match or it's going to be a women's SmackDown chamber match. Um, Certainly before recording today, I thought, oh, you know, we'll have a men's SmackDown match. I was thinking more, is it going to be a number one contenders chamber match or is it going to be a title match? I think it kind of throws the number one contender side of things out the window if Edge is going to announce after the chamber who he's facing, because why would you crown a number one contender for the belt just for Edge to go, oh, yeah, but I wanted to go for that belt. So then it would be a triple threat match, which just defeats the purpose of... The way Not with WWE, it's like, yeah, I'm going for Rome anyway, so you can have him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think now it's either going to be for the Universal Championship or it's more than likely going to be the SmackDown women's title. If the women's title, they have, they? They've the had one before, yeah, and if they yeah. did... If they did, I mean, Brad raised a good point earlier. What, what's going on with Rhea Ripley? Can you imagine, like they did with Shayna Baszler a few years ago, imagine if Rhea Ripley is like the yeah, sixth entrant... In the in the women's um, match, they, they say, "Okay, we're going to announce all the participants." They have number five left line, and number you know number six is going to be announced a bit later. And all of a sudden, this is my brutality hits. It'll get people tuned in. I definitely will be. I think she'll smash it. She's Absolutely. got a bright future. Let's just everyone oh, yeah. thinks it's Rhea, but it turns out to be Ronda. Oh, it's not happening. Or Tamina. <laughs> in a way, I kind of hope it happens. Yeah, it will be Tamina. Italy Tamina, the winner, the person who should have won the Royal Rumble because there's no way she can be eliminated because look at the size of her. Oh, she's been eliminated. And then you have Tamina versus Natalia. Whoever wins comes in at sixth in the, in the elimination <laughs> chamber match. And then the next person who lost comes out fifth anyway. <laughs> With a three-minute difference. Well, we'll certainly Rumble, see what, this one minute week. thirty, two minute difference between Natalia and Tamina in that Rumble. Oh, it was something ridiculous. There was you no... mentioned. Sorry, Ta. No, sorry. I was just going to say that there was there was no point in having that. We've discussed this. There was no point in having that number thirty entrant match because to be so close to each other anyway. Yeah, but you know, WWE booking. I mean, you mentioned long-term booking as well. If you think of the men's SmackDown one, if they were to do a men's title match, obviously you'd have Roman um, and Owens, people who would be in there. And you put Jay in there because he's a security, but also is he going to turn on Roman and take the belt off him? But then you've got the thing that's going on with Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke um, and Cesaro as well, where they're all having a series of matches, one up in each other. Imagine if those three were chucked in there as well. That would make one hell of a and match then, if that was that. And one. then obviously you got... Seth written in this Friday as well. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah. Yes, because he wasn't on SmackDown on Friday, was he? No. No. Neither was Carlito on Raw this week, I noticed. So, <laughs> you know, let's see if he does actually, you know, go into that producer role or come back a bit like MVP did. But, um, you know, we didn't see him this week. But who's to know? We're in a different world at the minute with COVID and whatnot, aren't we? So, you know, that, that can go either way. But certainly this week on SmackDown, we'll see what's announced in respect to the Chamber side of things. And next week we will give our predictions on that. Um, so, do you want to uh, finish off with a quiz, guys? Keep our quizly going. Oh, yes. yeah, I love a good quiz. So, I think we had Bradley was the victor of week one. Who was the victor of last week? It's only been seven days. It was uh, Dan, wasn't it? It was me. Brilliant. So, we've got Bradley and Dan sitting pretty at the top of the uh, quiz league. So well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say got... pretty. Lockdown's been quite rough on me. <laughs> so we've got um, we've got ten questions as normal. Bit of a mix on this one. It's going to be myself this week asking the questions, so I can't come last. But Will still Bradley another week with Taron on zero points. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. He's just ready the for the big like back next pool. week. <laughs> well, we're actually mid-table, but anyway, <laughs> right. <laughs> not that that's anything more to be proud of. Not like um, the Newport County. Not like the Newport County UDC. Well, still time to finish sixth and losing the playoffs for Newport. Anyhow. Hey. So, ten questions. Pen and paper ready? Oh, yes. Well, I'm on Play word, along but yes. That's fine, as long as it's not Google. Play <laughs> along at home, everybody, if you want to. And we'll start off with question one. Who won the WWF Brawl for All? See, this week you're just making the question so I can't win. Bradley, this is wrestling history. Doesn't all have to have Somebody happened in the last six months of you being alive? Somebody definitely the dark side of the ring. <laughs> I think we oh, need no, I know what dark this side is. of the ring. I know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> I know what this is. I thought it was just some weird tournament in the 2000s. Was it like a greatest Royal Rumble? Didn't I see this at um, Cardiff in the TNA house show? <laughs> right, question two. Who was the leader of the faction, The Brood? Look at the concentration on your faces. Look at that slight panic in Jamie's eyes when he should absolutely 100% know. I've got it. Answer. Good. <laughs> Thank right, you. Question three. Shortly after debuting on the main roster, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder aligned with Edge as the Edgeheads, but what were they both called on their debut? So I don't necessarily need their names, I need the name of their tag team. Uh, okay. You can get a bonus point if anybody can tell me what they were both called, because they weren't called Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. So I'll offer a bonus point if you get that, but I do just want the name of the tag team. It's the name of their podcast as well, isn't it? I'm not Thank you for anything. that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Question four. The two United Kingdom pay-per-views that ran in the late 90s, early 2000s were Rebellion and what event? Yes. I bet well, Bradley wasn't even born. Uh, they had that cage match, was... didn't they, with uh, Christian and Edge in 2001, where um, I think it was either Edge or Christian, they pulled the, the legs. It was the last time we saw the square cage. And they mm. pulled the legs through the cage and tied his shoelaces up and then <laughs> dropped to the floor. 
best thing as well, like I've brought this pay per view back on my TEW. Uh, you know, because oh, I'm like the general manager of AEW. I've I've created a brand split between AEW Dark and AEW Dynamite, and I've brought back some old classic WCW pay per views. I've like Halloween Havoc, and Insurrection <laughs> is one of them that I've brought back. Oh, thanks, Meaches. Thanks for the answer. Thanks, Fantastic. Jimmy. Let's Welcome. move on to questions. He's giving the answer away. Is very- oh, yes. Fucking <laughs> hell. Christ almighty. So everybody who's listening along has definitely got one I bet right. Bradley. I bet Bradley still gets it wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> Question five. Who debuted in the main event of the premiere episode of AEW Dynamite attacking Dustin Rhodes? Say that again, sorry. Who debuted in the main event of the premiere episode, so the first episode of AEW Dynamite, attacking Dustin Rhodes? He attacked more than Dustin Rhodes, but he targeted Dustin Rhodes to start with. Hmm. Tense. The tense silence. Question six. Which Raw superstar entered and won the 20-man battle royal for the World Heavyweight Championship on the January 13, 2006 edition of Friday Night Smackdown. What? I shall repeat the question. <laughs> which Raw superstar <laughs> <laughs> which Raw superstar entered and won the 20-man battle royal for the World Heavyweight Championship on the January 13, 2006 edition of Friday Night Smackdown? Got a good guess. I'll be disappointed if somebody doesn't get that. It could be one of them. I'm gonna go for this. It's gotta be Kane. It's (laughs) Sting. It's not. Question seven: Who holds the record for the longest reign as TNA World Heavyweight Champion at 256 days? You're really testing me here. (laughs) <laughs> That's a quiz. That's the idea of the quiz, Bradley. It can't all be I about what happened years, on the telly. I was six years old on the last question. All right, then next week I'll ask yeah, a question about you were six years old. You, you just told me you were seven when you went to that first owl show. <laughs> yeah, you should know everything. <laughs> TNA. He was probably the champion still at that point. Question eight. Who invaded... The Ring of Honor G1 Supercar pay per view in 2020. Was in a person? Uh, a, a collective. I'll give you a clue. A tag team. Two wrestlers yes. invaded the Ring of Honor G1 Supercar pay per view in 2020. I so. got absolutely battered by Bully Ray. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> battered. Question nine. Who is the current NWA world champion? Always love UK gladiators. <laughs> Ian Wright was bloody awful presenting that he was. Gladiators! Are you ready? It's gladiator time! <laughs> and question ten. Doink the Clown was most famously portrayed by five wrestlers. The original and best, Matt Osborne, Steve Lombardi, the Brooklyn Brawler, Steve Kern, who was Skinner, Ray Apollo, and who else? 
real name or gimmick name? Ah, uh, yeah, I'll take either. Okay. I'm glad about that. I will give you a clue. Chris Jericho is not the answer, if anybody's put that. Oh, I just remembered his real name as well. Chris Irwin. <laughs> <laughs> right. Question one. Who won the Brawl for All? Bart Gunn. Bart Gunn. Bart Gunn. He put Mark with an M. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> Question two. Who was the leader of the Brood? Gangrel. Gangrel. Gangrel, correct. Question three. What was the original tag team name of Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder? The Major Brothers. The Major Brothers. The Major Brothers, correct. For a bonus point, can anybody remember what they were called? Nope. I remember one was they Brian were... Major. It was Brian and Brett Major. <laughs> the Major Brothers. Go get a point for Brian. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Question four. What was the answer to question four, Bradley? Go on, let's see. I can't... I've got it written down. I can't read my own hand. In section or something like that. <laughs> oh, no! That's wrong! <laughs> <Just forget it. laughs> you just get it. Hang on. I'll give, him, I'll give you one more chance. What was it? I don't know. Said no, go on. Times. What did you write? <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember what you said. I got to scribble it down quickly. Well, ju- just, for, just for my own amusement, say what you said again. No, sure. <laughs> Inception. That's a film of Leonardo DiCaprio Inception. <laughs> Inception. The correct answer was Insurrection. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, just, if you, just if you look, for an outfit, If you look, it? I've got an... You can't see. Um, I've got... I was spelled I-N-S-E-R-E-C-T-I-O-N. So... Yeah, absolutely spelled completely different. So, no. There's an X in there because of sucker. <laughs> a, um, a slight bit of trivia for you. The last Insurrection pay-per-view, that was the very last show to have the WWF name because two because that was on a Saturday night and two nights later on Raw, it was the first ever WWE event. They got the so, F yeah. out. They did. They got the F out. That's the twist, the play on words, you see. Question five, <laughs> who debuted on the first episode of Dynamite, first attacking Dustin Rhodes? Was it Jake oh, Jake Hager. Jake Hager. Yes. Ah. Jake Hager. That's Jack Swagger, that is, Bradley. He's gone <laughs> quiet. He he's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's had enough. He's left. He's left. He's like, but it's, I had in section. It's all, it's all because of that in section it is. <laughs> which, um, which Raw superstar entered and won the 20-man Battle Royal for the World Heavyweight Championship on the January the 13th, 2006 edition of Friday Night Smackdown? Hmm. I got Edge. I originally put John Cena and crossed it out for Jack Swagger. <laughs> what do we go for, Joe? I, I put it's got to be King. <laughs> if only... <laughs> Well, we'll never know if it was Bradley because he's unfortunately left the conversation to go and learn how to spell. <laughs> the answer, He'll be back. He'll be the back. Answer, he's back. He'll Wait, be no, back. he's I back. He's right. it's Here he Sting. is. <laughs> it's Sting, my hole. Bradley. Hello. Who, who, who debuted in the main event of AW Dynamite? Oh, yeah, go on, yeah. I don't know. I just put John Moxley. 
uh, Jake Hager. Which Raw <laughs> superstar went on SmackDown and won the Battle Royal for the World Heavyweight title? I know this one, though. It's Kurt Angle. It's Kurt Angle. He's the only one. No, that's the right. one I was going to put. Well, you didn't put it, did you? In section. Well, it's when you went, I'll be very disappointed if no one gets this. I was like, it's fucking Kurt Angle, isn't it? But I put that <laughs> back out and by it. Who holds the record for the longest reign as TNA World Champion? Was it 256 days? Was it Bobby Roode? Yeah, is it Bobby Roode? It's Bobby yeah. Roode. Yeah. It is certainly Robert Roode. Bobby. Bobby. Who invaded the Ring of Honor G1 Supercard in 2020? And still It was Enzo and Cass. Jesus Christ. They jumped that barricade and Bully Ray ran straight up and absolutely demolished. Just watch it on YouTube. He picks up Enzo and he just twats him into the barricade. (laughs) It was the best thing. (laughs) You cannot teach that. And you can't teach that. Who is the the realest guy in the room? How you doing? Well, I've got a broken collarbone now, he says. Um, (laughs) Who's the current NWA world champion? Nick, Nick Aldous. Nick yes, Aldous. Correct. Who's he married to? Mickey James. Um, Mickey James. Mickey James. Roast beef. <laughs> and question 10. So, I, as I said, I'll read it out again. Doink the Clown was most famously portrayed by five different wrestlers. The original and best, Matt Osborne, Steve Lombardi, who was the Brooklyn Brawler, Steve Kern, who was Skinner, Ray Apollo, and who else? Who have you got, Brad? Is it Sting? I haven't got anyone, to be honest. I've written both names. I've what did you go for, Jamie? Eugene Nick Dinsmore. What did Joe and Dan go for? Eugene, Eugene Dinsmore. Nick it Dinsmore. Was, it was Nick Dinsmore. It was Eugene, correct. Is that two points? No, that is one. It's the same person. <laughs> it's the same person. Let's, Let's tally up the scores. What did we all get, Jamie? Eight. Dan? Eight. Joe. Fuck's sake. <laughs> um, no. It's all because no, of oh, no on, on. Joe got nine. Which one did you get wrong, Joe? I I got each um, I got number seven where I put down AJ Styles. And Bradley. Seven. So we have our winner for this week. It's Joe, so he gets a point. So that means we've got Bradley. Dan I was gonna say, Joe. did you know insurrection? Yeah. Well, no, yeah, so I was going to say, because is. Dan drew with me, <laughs> because I said <laughs> insurrection. If I didn't say that, I would have been second alone. But more <laughs> to the point, Taron is still on zero. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe I should get five points for hosting the quiz. I think me and Taron are both on zero. <laughs> I think we are, yeah. <laughs> Which, doesn't luckily, it gives week. me... Well, it gives me the chance next week to win the quiz and get a point, because it's Jamie's Turn to get the ten questions next week. I'm definitely it? making sure Tamron's not getting right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gonna be about 1990s double CW. Well, that's all right because <laughs> I have been on a binge of Nitro in the pay-per-views. It is all about now. 2020. No, I'm trying to NXT that. WWE NXT Superstars. <laughs> that's still a thing. Um, one main of them is one of them is yeah, yeah. Main events, the one that's there. We go. WWE's main event in the twenty first century. Uh, as long as it's not two oh five live, because I can't tell you anyone <laughs> wrestling. Does Brian? Does the Brian Kendrick still wrestle on two oh five live? Now and, now and again, he does. Yeah, Mansoor. 
Mansour, a question, a quiz on Mansour, please. The history of Mansour. Gentleman Jack Gallagher. We don't mention him. We don't don't mention him. We don't talk about him, that predator. (laughs) God, he's going to be hunted down by Schwarzenegger. He is. One thing to watch this week, though, um, Brad mentioned it. We've got um, NXT UK. We've got the. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Um, We've got South Wales subculture against um, Boren uh, Rampage. But also, Mika Satamora's. That's him, or whatever. Rampage, yeah, Primate, the same thing. Um, and we've also got Miko Sakamura making a debut, which is going to be brilliant. If you get a chance, they've got the best of progress with Sakamura on there. We just watched it before the pod. Um, they had um, her against uh, Danny Luna, Ginny, and um, J- Jordine Grace is on there as well. Three really, really good her. matches. She's brilliant, Jordine Grace. I, I remember her, um, I followed her before she made her debut match in AEW and then obviously went over to Impact as well. I follow her on Instagram. Like she posts some racy pictures on Instagram, she does, so you can see why I follow her. Um, then, um, she, she's, a, she's a solid worker. She's really um, she's really talented. Yeah, she's going to be a WWE. Up at Danny Dragon, Pro, Dragon Pro Women's Champion. Yeah, longest reigning with Brendan. Going to get Brendan on the podcast. Big, big we have to. Speaking of um, speaking of the podcast and requests, uh, I have to apologise to the um, the gentleman who contacted our chat. Um, I will mention him specifically next week. He has requested that on a future episode we review. Um, it may very well have been one of the Starcades, WCW Starcade. Um, I can't remember which year. Starcade. Was that the one? Was it? Um, so he has, gone. he has put well, that, all the more reason to watch it. Watch some real. You weren't even alive when Stone Cold was a three sixteen. Three sixteen was that? Is that the time I need to cut me Russell's hamburger for in the moment? <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is, it is on notes. It is on the schedule. Again, apologies, I can't remember your name, but um, we we will mention it. And we will get to having a, a special edition episode where we will review that particular watch that particular event, and we will review and have a discussion on that. And um, we're going to have some special edition episodes throughout the year anyway, where we're going to have reviews on different events, retro events, and things like that. Um, so yeah, so to look out for them. But we will certainly get around to it. Lovely. I look forward to that. Big episode Brilliant. next week. We have got a big episode next week. We've got our final build-up to Elimination Chamber, and it's our predictions episode. I mean, God, we only had one a couple of weeks ago. And we're already round to another pay-per-view. It's then we'll have the Fast Lane and WrestleMania. WrestleMania, WrestleMania baby! baby. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> right, see you this week as well, on the weekend. Vengeance. Yes, true. Vengeance Absolutely Day. right. Vengeance um, Day. We will do a review of that next week as well for Vengeance Day. We will see if Johnny Gargano could not turn up because he caught the Jericho vid. It is the way these days, guys. It is the way. (laughs) Did you break the code? Did you break the COVID? (laughs) (laughs) Right, so that's everything from us. Thanks very much for listening. We will see you next week on Grapplecast. Um, So that's goodbye from all of us. Thanks very much for joining us. See you later, guys. Stay safe, guys. Bye. Bye. Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty! Number four, armbar!